The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and I'm currently choking on string cheese because in my brain, I thought I could get the whole thing in before the ad, and Alexis gave it to me, so now I'm dying. I would like to welcome my co-host, host of The Militant Moderate, one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, Paul Michael Boland. G'day, Paul. Oh, we're on? Okay, yeah. It, we're on. We had to do the show the same time the NFL draft starts right now. So, okay. How are we doing? And what are we talking about today? I'm sorry about the NFL draft. I know you really wanted to talk about Kanye, so we will get there. <laughs> we'll talk a little about North Korea, but there was some uh, Infinity War opened. It's done 39 million. I was actually just told by that, uh, told that by the guy that's in charge of this show. Like he's telling us as we go on. And I have to tell you, my only interaction with this, like I worked on Guardians, my only knowledge of Infinity War thus far is I got a phone call, um, and I really have to edit this story because I don't want to get in a lot of trouble. <clears throat> but I get a phone call from a friend of mine. Um, if you're over time, over budget, or your film has a serious problem, you call me. Like, I'm not the person that usually ends up on a project just because. Mm -hmm. um, I'm great for startups. I'm great if you're in a bind. But in general, I'm kind of a bitch. Um, so mm -hmm. this is going on, and I get this phone. Shut up, Lex. She's like, kind of. <laughs> Uh, that's my assistant. I'm telling you to shut up. She's probably going to throw something at my head. Um, yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I get four minutes into the show right on time. So, okay. yep. And <laughs> so duck. She, and duck, yep. And so uh, she's also keeping track of our swearer. So if you guys catch me swearing, I give money to charity. Voice America matches it. Keep track. We're at one today. We've got seven from last week, five from the week before. So I get a phone call about Chris, Chris, and Chris. And I'm like, who the hell is Chris, Chris, and Chris? And they're like, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, and Chris Pratt. I'm like, what's the problem? Are they having, are they having trouble? Are they not getting along? Because you hear about that sort of thing, you know? They're like, oh. no, no, no. They're really getting along very well. I'm like, is what? Then what's the problem? Right. They're screwing with each other's takes. They're screwing with each other in between takes. They're messing with each other. They're playing this stupid game from a movie called Waiting that I'm not even going to explain that could get everyone sued. Like, it could get everyone sued. I'm like, you know, like this is what's going on. I'm like, okay. Like, and, uh, you know, I'm like, well, I'd, I'd expect Robert Downey Jr. to be the instigator. Can, can, can we give a giveaway for somebody who can come up with that game that you're talking about? Uh, okay. then, yeah, there you go. If you can tell because me what technically name you're is, not saying it. You're not saying it. I will neither confirm nor deny if mm -hmm. that is the right answer. But, but if you can guess what, what game that is. game in waiting? Yeah. So, <laughs> we, so. will, uh, we will give you uh, Alexis's giveaway for the week, which I believe was a, a lollycock. A lolly. It, it's a penis-shaped lollipop. Um, that's that's so, fitting. That's perfect for this. Um, so that's the giveaway for this week. And we'll give that to you if you can tell me what the game is. So they started playing this game. Then they started pranking each other. Then Chris Pratt is apparently um, fucking around behind the camera trying to get Chris Hemsworth to laugh. That's two. I swore again. 
And then Chris, <laughs> and then Chris Evans starts doing it. And I'm thinking, you know, Chris Pratt's personality. I'm assuming Chris Pratt, Pratt is the instigator, right? Right. Chris fucking Evans. It's Chris <laughs> Evans. It's Captain America. Who I'm like, it's got to be okay. And if it's not Chris Pratt, it's the Australian, because you know, well, yeah, I'm Australian. Yeah. I know my people. Know. No, it's Captain freaking America that started this. And so these guys get along really, really well, and that is a problem. I've never been on a set where people got along too well, to the point that they screwed up each other's takes, so they had to start shooting separately. Yes, it's uh, they're having too much freaking fun. <laughs> this is Hollywood, people. Nobody should be having fun. In. There is no fun allowed. Come on. <laughs> Don't smile, damn it. Take um, it seriously. You're walking around with a hammer. You're walking around with a shield. You're walking around with some sort of a space gun. Take it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, people. Like, take it, it, this is serious artwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Don't treat it like it's a comic book. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was good to know they had fun. From what I heard, that actually translates really well into the film. I'm gonna have to go see Infinity War, and I will let you guys know. I know Paul has to see it. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it uh, yet either. No, apparently North Korea's get along pretty chummy though. It's fantastic. I agree. And I, who said Trump would never do anything? He scared the hell out of everyone. Let's see. Now they want to get along. Who did? Who said Trump never did anything? Okay, I don't know. Maybe the person I'm talking to. Um, no, yeah. no, yeah. I am not a Trump fan. I actually liked Rubio. We know. We know. Please. I'm not the biggest Trump fan either. It's just this is this is who we have. I agree, yeah. but I think that him being in his if it's done nothing, at least it's uh, chilled out the Korean Peninsula. I believe. But who yeah. thought that would have happened? Um, but it did. So I'm I'm really really happy with that. And now let's talk about Kanye West. We've gotten through all of that. Ah! Everyone on Twitter wants to know what the hell we're talking about with Kanye. <laughs> so hang on, Twitterverse. I, uh, I will let Paul explain. Yeah. So, so Kanye decided to make the mistake of saying that he, uh, he supports Trump or he likes Trump. And then, well, the, then Hollywood went absolutely uh, apeshit because, you know, that's what they do. And I mean, even Kim Kardashian def- defended him with the tweet saying that, you know, he's everybody should be able to think, you know, this should be a, f- a free thought society. You shouldn't rifle on him. This is my husband. He's a creative genius. Uh, I think, that, well, kind of, um, and I don't know why this hasn't become a problem yet. Uh, the guy from the Young Turks, Cenk Unger. So uh, when he was referring to, yeah, Kanye's nuts. I'm going to paraphrase here. Kanye's nuts. He's. He's so nuts, he's almost Trumpian. Buyer beware. He's great. Really? Buyer well, I have to go beware? with... Where? I, I have I to go... Uh, if Trump said that, there would be freaking riots in the street. I, I gotta say, I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Kanye is an idiot. Um, that is a long-established fact, and if he wanted to support Trump, the best thing he could do is not publicly support Trump. So that's my shout-out to Kanye. Fine, you are a lyrical genius. Everyone loves you. Um, whatever. Just if you really do like Trump and want to support him, do it quietly from your home. <laughs> not because you shouldn't be allowed your vote, but because if whether he gets voted in or out next year should not be a ref oh, in, in a couple of years should not yeah. be a referendum on Kanye, and it will be. Like I, I hate to say that. You know what? Like, I, I really gotta give him credit for the stones for him to say that. You know, you know, it wasn't. Publicity. You know, it wasn't gonna go well. 
but he does that shit for publicity. That's right. what makes it such a negative for Trump. Is yeah. when you're coming out of Kanye's mouth, mm-hmm. and then he's responding to Kanye about them both having dragon energy. I'm like, you know what? Don't buy into this. Distance yourself. Like from the Duke fellow from the KKK, distance yourself. From Kanye West, distance yourself. There, you have enough problems. Don't add Kanye to your list. <laughs> that's that's my opinion. Like that there, is not. Trump and Kanye and Kanye are a lot alike. And unfortunately, one of us, one of those, is our president. Hmm. Well, Kanye said he's going to run in twenty twenty four. Uh oh. So he's going to let Trump have a full term, full mm-hmm. two two terms. Yeah. I don't even want that. All right. <laughs> but he's going to run in 2024 and he and Trump are both dragging it. I'm like, that's the thing. Yeah. I am not a Trump supporter, but I am a supporter of the United States. So whoever yeah. is in office, mm-hmm. I want to succeed. Yeah. I don't care it, if I don't like you. I want you to do well. And not necessarily succeed, you know, because again, there's issues that I like on him. There's issues yeah. that I don't. I don't mean politically so, so, succeed. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? Right, we we don't want the the, the the country to go up in flames, you know. So we want things to go well, and hopefully you won't do that much damage. Actually, that's the best way of putting it, Paul. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, you know, it's the I keep I, our heads down, get through another three, yeah. two and a half years. We we got like two and a half years left of this guy theoretically. Well, the Democrats actually put up a candidate that can win. Bernie Sanders again. There's a whole bunch. But the point is, I say get through this like my like the, my my, uh, my forebearers got through sex. Just point your toes at the ceiling, lay back there and think about England. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. That's like may, maybe not England would be America <laughs> in this case, but that's what you do. Like just just lay there and think about America. <laughs> um I, I just I that's don't beautiful. That's, that's I really don't beautiful. want Kanye to be I, I don't want the Republican Party to go, okay, well Kanye West throwing his hat in muddied the Trump thing. I don't want the Democrats to use it against them. I really just want Kanye to shut the hell up. Well, that's never been his strong suit. You know, he supports Trump. And remember back during the Bush administration after Katrina, he's like George Bush doesn't care about black people. I know. And one of the most awkward, and Mike Myers, I still got to give credit for Mike Myers not to just run. <laughs> oh, I he like said that. I'm on tape. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm, I am I made way too much money on the last Austin Powers movie. Get me the f- out of here, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Mike Myers is somebody I'd like to see come back, same as Jim Carrey. I don't like the newer comedians. I like uh, Jim, I like the elder ones. Jim Carrey's new show is fantastic. He's I haven't seen it, it yet. Yeah, he's producing. It's going into a second season. I'm dying up here about the comedy store in the seventies. It's yeah. it's really really well done. I'll have to have a look at that. Mm-hmm. Showtime, but I think. I'll check that out. So, yeah, that's that's where we are. I do want to give a quick shout out to some sponsors and some different mm-hmm. things. Some people that own my tushy, <laughs> and say that next month we have Adult Con and Phoenix Comic Con and a bunch of stuff going on. Um, I do want to say thank you to Adrian Alcantara Hair Studios because they always make my hair look fabulous. Um, LA's Lip Squad for the 24-hour lipstick. We give that to our celebrity guests. We do that as giveaways. And they do my makeup for red carpets. And it actually stays on, believe it or not. I don't sweat it off, which I think is unheard of. Um, Aspen Mills Bread Company, Arizona Corpse Crew, Livestream Blood Bank, 
Smashbox Makeup, True Rest Sedona, and of course Scott Haskin, who does this fabulous makeup. Our giveaway is uh, this uh, week. He's, he's the mu- the music, the fabulous music. Did I say makeup? Yes, you I'm did. I'm reading the next thing. It's music. Scott Haskin is the one that gives us the beautiful yeah, just, music. Just, just here to help. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. No, what actually, happens? I'm you'll meet Scott because I'm supposed to go up. I want to go up to the uh, con in Vegas. I'll drag you with and you can meet Scott. He's my buddy. But he is really incredible. A uh, great composer. Almost killed me. I put on his uh, relaxation music while I was driving, which oh. he told me not to do. I yeah. literally he almost crashed and died. So it's good and it works. Um, our giveaways this week, I, Lex is laughing, calling me a moron. Our giveaways this week are LA's Lip Squad 24 hour lasting lipstick, a float at True Rest in Sedona or Las Vegas, and Alexis's giveaway is the Lollycock, which we've already discussed. Does uh, that count? Does that count towards the swear jar? It does, unfortunately. Ah. So we're at three, four, four now. Mm. Um, so, guys, when we come back, we are going to be on with the fabulous Dr. Russ. Uh, I do have to say, I know we all, uh, everyone writing gluten- on Twitter. Are those, are those lollycocks gluten-free? I just, I just Alexis, are the lollycocks gluten-free? She believes so. so that means she has no freaking ah. idea. Uh, the lipstick is vegan. I don't know about the lollycock. <laughs> um, I got I'm, to say I'm, it at least one more time. I know. I'm counting it. I'm counting this up. Paul's like, I'm going to get through this. <laughs> like, I'm counting mine in Paul's swears. I'm like, man, Paul, going to be sending out $800,000 before the, before the end of the year with swearing here. Oh, at least it's for a good cause. Oh, I know. Whatever And whatever we put in, Voice America's matching. So if you can get Paul and I to swear lots, that is very, very good for a lot of charities. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> That's Paul's way of supporting charity. Oh, I can get behind this all day freaking long. (laughs) When we come back, we are going to be on with the fabulous Dr. Russ. talking Things like blubber blubber cunt or candied pomegranate, do those count? I'm just saying. Candied pomegranate does not. Okay, fair (laughs) enough. When we come back, we're going to be on with Dr. Ross. Screw it. We're going to break. (laughs) Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with co-hosts Thomas Rosenberg and Ronnie Langer-Kroger. The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as we speak with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric E.Z. Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Have you ever given any thought to what is behind your insurance coverage? Many of us don't think of it as more than that premium you pay on a regular basis. Of course, until you actually need to use it. On CYA with Rhonda, you'll learn to cover your assets and find out what all of that insurance mumbo-jumbo really means. If you're looking for a lucrative career option, Rhonda Lukey will explain how to get into the insurance business. Listen live every Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with host of the Militant Moderate, my co-host, Paul Michael Bolin, and mm-hmm. we are waiting for Dr. Russ. It's the problem with having an actual real talented doctor. He's mm-hmm. probably doing something more important. <laughs> yeah, like helping people. <laughs> like helping people, yeah. yeah. So when he comes on, we'll let you know, guys. Mm-hmm. I know we have uh, questions for Dr. Russ. Uh, for those of you that wrote in on Twitter, with your list of swear words and suggestions that we can say, I promise Paul can come up with more than you can. You guys don't need to contribute. It's starting to offend me. Uh, <laughs> it's it's definitely interesting. Big, fluffy uh, whale vagina. <laughs> that's technically not a swear word, so we're safe. Oh, okay. uh, one of the... <laughs> <laughs> Paul can come up with more gross stuff. Mm. Uh, now, one of the questions we got is, why is everyone so against Kanye? <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors you for it, Paul. Because he's, uh, he's not stepping in line. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I would say it started with Taylor Swift and ended with I'm a lyrical genius and his inability to laugh at himself, the fact that he takes himself too seriously, the fact that he tweeted... He tweeted Mark Zuckerberg asking for money from Facebook on right. Twitter. Like, it was yeah. just a series of bad decisions. Yeah. And that's kind of his thing. So, you know, that's what he does. So, okay. Yeah. And the fish hey, and this thing is, from this, South Park. Yeah. And this is this is kind of par for the course with Kanye. So Very much. I'm, I think half of it's publicity. If mm-hmm. it is, uh, fine. But maybe don't rock people's boats. Yeah, because I think um, he does have a new album coming out within a week or two. There's a, one of the podcasts I've listened to mentioned that today. He does. Guys, we have Dr. Russ on the show. Dr. Mm-hmm. Russ, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Summer. How are you? We are really... I'm, I'm good. Paul's good. We're talking about Kanye West. So uh, things, uh, you know, went, went south very quickly. Uh, we have some... <laughs> Very, very interesting questions for you this week, or actually some ones that I'm curious about. And since we're running a little late, I'm going to jump right into the questions, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's great. Okay, let's go. Uh, our first question is from Sugar Junkie in Boardman, Ohio. What is the most unhealthy food? That's been the subject of debate, uh, but my award goes to Cinnabon. Uh <laughs> That, that's by Kellogg Company. Uh, it's an astounding 880 calories per serving. Um, but it's so good. Kellogg's has been a bad actor uh, 
on the nutritional scene for a long time. Um, uh, ever since they sponsored a study, totally misleading, uh, to prove that fats uh, were the cause of obesity, uh, being, of course, that they were purveyors of the real cause of obesity in America, uh, grain-based foods. So uh, I, I would uh, urge your listeners to uh, resist the... Uh, the urge to eat Cinnabons. You'll, you'll, you'll weigh a lot less if you, if you stay away from those. All right. Cinnabon is now voted the worst food in America, and I or am waiting find for... six people to split one of them with you. <laughs> I'm going to... I'm just waiting for the hate mail on Twitter from Cinnabon. Wait for it. Our next question is from Undigested Food for Thought from <laughs> Espan... Espan... Espanola in New Mexico. I'm not. Even, I'm not going to get close to pronouncing that. I'm sorry. Mm. Um, I've always been told that seeds are healthy for you, but how does our body absorb the nutrients if they come out in poo, looking the same way they went in? That's an interesting one. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder. I didn't think about okay. that. Have you ever thought about that, Paul? Oh, I I eat lots of seeds and nuts. Uh, well, that just came out wrong. Did that? That didn't count either, did it? <laughs> ah, shit. Okay, so there we go. Mm-hmm. All right, well, at least that's it's small money for charity. But mm-hmm. uh, seeds and nuts, like, I, I can honestly say I've never thought about that. It's a good question. Well, that's an interesting question that has a rather uh, nuanced answer. But, yes, some seeds pass through uh, unaltered, uh, but some seeds uh, are digestible. Uh, the coating of the seed contains fiber, and some fibers digestible, some are not, um, and those pass through. Um, the plants that uh, produce these seeds are thought uh, to extend their territory uh, through human consumption and human waste products, thought to be an evolutionary advantage. Um, Seeds and grains that are cooked release their contents, which are mostly simple carbs. When they're cooked and consumed, these starches can cause obesity. But just to recap, fibers uh, in seeds uh, uh, have uh, nutritional value if the fiber is water-soluble fiber. As I say, it's, a, it's kind of a, the same thing with uh, grains. Uh, some, you know, if you eat grain without cooking it, uh, it just passes through as well. Uh, and they don't taste like regular grain because um, you can't taste them because they're encapsulated by fiber. It's an interesting question. I like that. Our next question is from Vemans for Vitamins in San Diego, California. Why is a B12 shot common in rapid weight loss regimens? Well, I'm sorry, uh, there's no solid evidence that vitamin B injections, vitamin B12 injections aid uh, in weight loss. Uh, If you're uh, hoping to lose weight, try to resist the allure of quick and easy solutions. Uh, What counts is a healthy lifestyle and enjoy healthier foods in uh, appropriate quantities and uh, uh, include uh, physical activity uh, 
uh, in your daily routine. Right. Um, it, it probably didn't some take way, you. Some it, weight loss clinics offer B12 injections as part of their weight loss program. Proponents of vitamin B12 injections say the shots give you more energy and boost your metabolism, helping you shed unwanted pounds. But unless you have vitamin B12 deficiency, vitamin B12 injections aren't likely to give you uh, an energy boost. Um, B12 is interesting. Uh, people who have uh, pernicious anemia, digestive problems, uh, uh, develop uh, problems such as anemia, and they are the ones who benefit from uh, B12 injections. Uh, B12 deficiency causes neuropathy. Uh, you can't feel your feet or your hands, and uh, that, that's a medical indication for vitamin B12. So uh, they, they don't really help you uh, lose weight in general. Now, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Um, Dr. Yeah, Ross, I, I take B. I have to take a B12 supplement because of my my stomach surgery. I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't give me an energy boost or anything like that. Yeah. Mm. Dr. Russ, what was your favorite question for this week? Well, I had to think a bit on uh, uh, question number two, and uh, it seems like a good question. I, I'd say. Uh, uh, Undigested food for thought from uh, Española, New Mexico. <laughs> yeah. So, undigested food for thought. We will be sending you a copy, courtesy of Dr. Russ, a copy of the Palm Springs Diet. It is an amazing book. If you guys want your own copy of the Palm Springs Diet, you can go to authorhouse.com. You can go to kennethrossmd.com. You can go to amazon.com, walmart.com. You can go to palmspringsdiet.com. Is that connected now? Okay, for everyone who's been whining at me, everyone that has yelled at me, if you want the new Palm Springs diet, which is the sublingual spray that you all yelled at me over, I am repeating, don't yell at me, you can now go to palmspringsdiet.com. Yeah, don't yell at her. It does not help. I I, (laughs) I know this from personal experience. (laughs) I just yelled back. Um, Go to palmspringsdiet.com. That'll get you guys where you're trying to go. So if you want your copy of the book, if you want a copy of the new Palm Springs Diet as well, which is a sublingual spray, um, go to palmspringsdiet.com. Dr. Russ, thank you so, so much for being on the show. Yes, thank you, Summer. Thanks, Paul. Uh, Talk to you next week. We'll talk to you next week. And, guys, I do recommend try try the sublingual spray. Um, I have a fighter friend, a friend of the show, Jared Fjorda, that is using that to cut before his next fight. Um, I know Alexis is actually trying the spray. She's, she's kind of hooked on it. So give it a go. You guys, you guys might like it. It's a really good way to go. And, of course, the book, The Palm Springs Diet, is always wonderful. When we come back, we are going to have on a very, very special guest. We're going to be on with Sue Cameron. She's been a daily columnist and TV editor for The Hollywood Reporter, columnist for TV Guide and The Hamptons, uh, Cosmo contributor. She was director of daytime program and development for ABC. She's an original founder of Women in Film. She's written over 2,500 columns. She's and interviews and reporting on Hollywood celebrities and social political events. She was a columnist for Beverly Hills 123 for 11 years. She's a consultant for various entertainment individuals. She's worked with Terry Hatcher, Jolie Fisher, Suzanne Summers, Valerie Harper, Debbie Reynolds, and many others um, who, whose names we're not going to reveal. 
She's done a ton of stuff, and we're going to be talking about what it's like behind the scenes, what it takes to get famous, uh, and a whole bunch of CD steamy and fun stuff. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with Paul Michael Boland, host of The Militant Moderate. A special thanks again to Dr. Kenneth Russ. You can go check him out. Uh, we'll put up some links to all the social media and to the website. We'll be right back after this. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. What defines your success? Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Boland. Welcome back, Paul. Hello. It's not like I'm paying any attention to the NFL draft going on right now. So- oh, my God. Pay attention, Paul. You're on the show. It's not really the NFL wanted that running back. Okay. Mm, okay. <laughs> we have something far more important, someone I'm really excited to talk to. Uh, we have Miss Sue Cameron on the show. I know I read some of her bio earlier. Uh, Miss Cameron has appeared as a Hollywood commenter on Dateline NBC, the E, uh, the e Channel, Maury Povich, Entertainment Tonight, CNN. Oh, my God. She's just got a whole – I mean, a whole Yeah, host yeah, yeah. Let's bring her on and let her Yeah, let's, let's yeah, do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> G'day, Miss Cameron. Welcome to the there show. I bet you think I'm tired, right, from doing all that stuff. I'm not. <laughs> Fair enough, you should be, but there you go. Yeah, it's amazing. So I have to ask you, how did you get into this? I was a journalism major at USC, 
And I was one of those kids, even in grammar school, I was the one that everybody came to telling me whatever anybody else was doing. I was doing newsletters in junior high, high school. I ended up in college as the society editor of the Daily Trojan. It was one of, it was just who I was. It was what I was supposed to do. I, I was just thrown into it and I loved it. I still do. Absolutely amazing. If you want to know how I got the, uh, my first job was at a rock station, a rock music station at K, uh, KFWB Radio in Hollywood. The only reason I went there first to get a job is because that was the station I listened to. And I walked in. I had no appointment. And I asked to see the general manager. I looked about 12, and I was carrying my, uh, my USC folder that had columns from parties and pinnings. I literally thought that was a good way to get a job. And I guess they thought it was so funny. They let me in to see the general manager. And he said, it's, a, it's wild that you're here. We're thinking of starting an underground music newspaper. Can you do that? I said, yes, I've been putting out newspapers since I was 10. And that's how it started. I got to interview every star who had a hit record because at that time, they came through the radio station, whether it was Sonny and Cher or the Birds or whoever it was. They had to come to the station to schmooze the DJs to get the records on the air. So... I was there, and then there were all those television shows, like Hullabaloo, Shebang, Shibari, Shindig, and I went to them every week to the rehearsals, and it was like one big family. Uh, the thing that was so funny, I was the squarest person in the world, wearing a, a knee socks and, and a plaid skirt, and all of them were, uh, when I say doing drugs, uh, I'm not saying Sonny and Cher did drugs, I'm just saying there was a drug culture where... Mm -hmm. I didn't yeah, know what any of it was. And it wasn't that they loved cocaine. Me. They just liked the smell. Exactly. So, yeah. That's yeah. it. They didn't <laughs> inhale. Um, <laughs> Jackie DeShannon, uh, who had the number one hit, What the World Needs Now, et cetera, et cetera, she took mm. one look at me and she said, oh, you better stick by me because you're going to get killed because I didn't know anything. And then when I, I went to interview the association who had that hit record, Along Came Mary, I mm -hmm. didn't know Mary was marijuana. I don't know that stuff. I, I, oh, I, I didn't know that either. Okay, fair enough. Thank yeah. you. I was, yeah. I was in a recording studio, and I saw white lines of powder uh, spread out on a table. I'm talking five feet long of, of white lines from one side to the other. And I said <laughs> to the singer, what's that? Notice I'm not mentioning the name. I said to the singer, what's that? And he said, oh, do not go near that. That is something called cocaine. You do not touch that. And I went, okay, right. So people I took care of me. Frank Zappa adored me. Uh, I got to play the drums with the mothers at the whiskey for fun one night. Uh, these people kind of adopted me, and I had a ball. I, I know what you mean about the cocaine thing. I ended up in a bathroom with Lindsay Lohan. Uh -oh. And my old boss, my old boss, Paul, not this Paul, a different Paul, um, dragged me out of there by my hair. <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't God. do anything. It's like, I'm like, I, she just invited me in here. He's like, never go into bathroom with hookers. I'm like, that's not a hooker. That's Lindsay Lohan. Same thing. Same Move thing. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. okay, okay. Sadly, sadly, <laughs> same ilk. Um, that's very sad, Lindsay Lohan. She had such an incredible shot. She was such a good actress. She could have had anything. Uh, that's the problem with some of the young kids who become famous too fast, who do not have parents who are responsible, who are only interested in the money, whether it's Judy Garland or Lindsay Lohan, 
uh, River Phoenix, in any of them. It's all about uh, having good, good parents. You need that. When you're a young kid and suddenly you get lots of money, if you don't have those values instilled in you, you're just going to fall to drugs. I've seen it time and time of, again. A lot of them do, and I think it's, I think it's pretty heartbreaking. Um, it's now, you and I have, now, you and I have something in common. We both talk a lot about what goes on behind the scenes, but you yes. way one up to me. You have a book. Yes. So can you it's, tell us a little about your book? <laughs> I certainly can. It's called Hollywood Secrets and Scandals, and talking about being behind the scenes, I have spent over 40 years with, with some of the stars in the book. Each star has a chapter, and uh, I reveal everything that goes on behind the scenes. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. The book is from my heart. Everything, it's sure, is it dishy? Yes, because you didn't know about it. But it shows them as real people. People, the, the study of celebrity has never really been done to this extent. People don't understand. They think everything is fine. You have millions of dollars. Photographers follow you wherever you go. They don't know what happens when the celebrity is sitting in the house. Uh, I'll give you uh, a couple of examples. When, when Joan Rivers' husband died, she was sitting alone in her kitchen in Bel Air, and I was the only one with her, and she was crying. And, and she said, I'm off every guest list in Hollywood. I'm a single woman now, so I'm a threat. I have a husband who killed himself, so no one thinks I can be funny. I have no jobs. Uh, I don't know what to do. I don't know. I have no life. And, and then she went, how could Edgar do this to Melissa? She was so angry at him for doing that. So she moved to New York and, uh, and reinvented herself. But when she was crying, she looked at me. She said, okay, I know what we're going to do when I start crying. We're going skiing. And I went, what? And she said, we're leaving. We're going skiing. Go home, pack some clothes. And we ended up at Deer Valley skiing with her hairdresser so we could always look good. Um, but on the, another behind-the-scenes thing, when, when Cass Elliott, I had dinner with Cass from the Mamas and Papas the night before she was going to go yep. to London. I had seen her act, and her act was wonderful. And Debbie Reynolds, another dear friend for 40-odd years, was closing. She said, so why don't you come with me? You'll see Debbie's closing night and my opening night, and we'll have a party, and it'll be great. And I said, oh, it's just too short notice. I, I couldn't leave because when you have a daily column, someone has to give you notice. You have to bank them, bank yeah. at least 10 of them ahead of time. So I couldn't go. And uh, Cass and I went to the opening of Mr. Chow Restaurant, and we said goodbye, and she gave me a lot of her things because she said she didn't trust who was staying in the house. And she gave me things from her grandmother, all of these precious things. And I put them in the trunk of my car. And she opened on, on uh, July 29th. No, July 28th. And on July 29th, I was walking back into the Hollywood Reporter, and somebody from the front desk area said, Hey, how do you, how do you know Cass Elliott? How does she spell her name? One T or two. And I said, one T, why? He said, oh, because she just died. And I had just left her about 30 hours before, and I, I collapsed. And I said to them, I said, nobody write that story. I'm writing it. And I called Cass's apartment in London, and her manager, Alan Carr, picked up the phone, and he was very upset. And he said, you listen to me right now. I want you to write that she died of a ham sandwich. 
I said, did she die choking on a ham sandwich? She said, absolutely not. But I want you to write that. We need to save her reputation. So I'm the one who started the, the ham sandwich thing. And then that, Those, then there's always the, the the horrible joke of you know if Karen Carpenter exactly. and Mama Cass split that last split that last sandwich, sandwich. we'd both be alive today. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I'd shame on me on for laughing, but it's funny. Funny is funny. Um, mm. So those things like that are in the book. I had to pick up Tracy Nelson, Ricky Nelson's daughter, when he died in a plane crash, and sit there in a room alone with Harriet and David, and I was the only one there. In so many instances, I was the only reporter there. When Valerie Harper was diagnosed with cancer, we thought she had three months to live, and she did a special show with Betty White and Mary Tyler Moore and Georgia Engel and Cloris Leachman, uh, Betty's show Hot in Cleveland. I was the only reporter there, and I I sat in a room with just, with just them as they were about to go on, and it was very heavy in that room because people thought Valerie was going to die in a matter of weeks and Valerie started to cry and then Mary started to cry and they all started crying and I was the only reporter who saw it and I, I, these things need to be Amazing. shared with people they need to know that these are these are human beings I I was with uh, Debbie Reynolds uh, two days before Carrie got on the plane mm. and Debbie is one of my closest I can't even say was my closest closest friends and I visited her every three weeks when she when she started to get sick, and she was very sick. People didn't know that. She couldn't even get out of bed. And she looked at me, and she said to me, I feel death around me. It's, it's, it hovered over my bed this morning, and I thought it was for me. But it wasn't. She said, I'm still alive. And then, then she said, but I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm very happy. It's fine. You're in my bed. I like my house, but it's okay. If if I go, I I go. And then she said, "I'm so sorry. I'm so happy. Carrie's getting on the plane uh, because she's coming home." And I saw the Christmas dinner was all set. All Carrie's presents were there, and uh, we talked about that. And she said how worried she was about Carrie, and uh, and just she was really scared. And then I, I, I looked at her, and I had a feeling it was going to be the last time I ever saw her. And I looked at her, and I just went over and, and kissed her cheek. And, and she said, I love you. And I said, I love you. And then she said, I'll see you right after the new year. And then when, uh, when Carrie got on the plane and that happened, Debbie said that feeling of death wasn't for, wasn't for me. It was Carrie. She knew Carrie was not going to come home alive. She said that before she got on the plane to someone who works for her. So nobody knows these things. That's why I wrote the book. It just goes on and on. Everybody from Bobby Darren and Jim Morrison, on and on and on. Ooh, Bobby Darren, so that's, think, that's a story. He finds out his oh, uh, mom's his sister. Go ahead. You know? Oh, wow. I loved him so much. He and I loved music, and we would... Uh, we would sit and talk and we would dissect arrangements and um, he opened one night he opened in Vegas and he opened with uh, for once in my life, but he used a horn riff from uh, Santana's everybody's everything. And no Mm. one in the audience knew that they're sitting there waiting to gamble. And after the show, I said, everybody's everything. You use that riff. And he goes, I knew you would know it. 
we just connected on a, on a music level. And I, I say in the book how I deeply regret not sleeping with him because he wanted me to stay that night. He, um, Hell, I, I would have slept with him. I wouldn't do that. I, again, I'm just telling the whole world. Uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that because I came from the family of you don't sleep with anyone before you're married. So I missed out. Nobody but, would have blamed you. Nobody, you know, Darren. Darren's a national treasure. It's fine. Uh-huh. Blame you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He gave me. A I would like. I would have gone back on a pill for him. So you know what do you? Yeah, say? I'm. I'm kind of like it's pulled straight, and you, he'd have gone for it. You so. yeah. Say that again. I would. I would have gone back on the pill for him. So you know. That's and he's and pulled straight. <laughs> pulled mm-hmm. straight, and he'd have gone for him. So <laughs> I, I think that's a give. <laughs> um, I do well, have yes. to say he was so. You've, sexy. You've, you can't, looking at his eyes when you're about six inches apart, so sexy and that so voice. bright. Mm. Now, I do have to say before we get any further, because when we get to the end of the show, we always run out of time. If you guys want your own copy of Hollywood Secrets and Scandals, The Truth Behind the Stars Closed Doors by Sue Cameron, you can find it on Amazon.com. Go check it out. And I believe, Miss Cameron, uh, we were going to do a giveaway with the book on the show. Yes, we are. So, uh, so I don't know how you what the mechanics are of that, but I'm very very happy to uh, to sign a book and uh, and send it. So what we do is we say you can ask a question, any question you want, and whoever answers it online gets the oh, book. Okay, so you want me to ask a question? Any throw, question yeah, you throw want. Throw out a trivia question for us. So. But don't give a us the answer. Question. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. It's going to come to me in one second. I didn't know that, so I have to. I have I to think for spot, one second. Fault. Okay. Uh, what was Debbie Reynolds' favorite movie? Okay. Um, so, guys, tell us what Debbie Reynolds' favorite movie was, and you can get your own copy of Hollywood Secrets and Scandals. For everyone else who can't answer that question or who isn't the first to answer, go on Amazon and get your copy. Um, I know I'm going to be really nosy and, and get myself a copy because I, I love all the behind-the-scenes stuff. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to have to ask you, Miss Cameron, we've got people writing in all over Twitter. What advice would you give to someone? You've spent your whole life surrounded by fame. What mm-hmm. is the one thing every famous person had in common? What is, what is the common denominator? If you have to, to uh, boil yes. down fame, what is it that they it's had? An, it's an absolute rabid rabid dog blind take no prisoners desire to have a career if you are not like a rabid dog do not get in the business it's not easy it's a very 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 difficult business and it's very disheartening when you see people uh with very little talent getting ahead because of certain things that they may have done or people that they that they know you have to want this more than anything in the world because you're going to be in a lot of pain whether you, whether you make it or not. The joys are extraordinary, but just be sure. You literally have to say, if I, I'm going to die if I don't do this. That's when you get into it. There's an old adage by Socrates. Uh, one of A student walked up to Socrates and said, I want to have as much knowledge as you. Socrates said nothing and walked him out into the ocean, and the man followed. And he followed Socrates deeper and deeper. And Socrates grabbed his head and shoved his head underwater and started holding it there. The man started to panic. And finally, he broke away from Socrates and said, what the, you know, what, what the hell are you doing? And Socrates looked at him and said, when you want knowledge like you want air, then you'll have it. 
So I think oh, fame kind of goes in the same. I think fame goes in the same category there. When you want it like you want to breathe, then you can have it. I always warn yes. people, though, know what you're getting into. It really sucks. <laughs> and stay away from yes. the Bolivian marching powder. So you know, yes. Uh, so. so stay away from stay away from the drugs, the alcohol, the you know the trappings of Hollywood. But uh, now yeah. study your study your craft and work mm. anywhere you can. What was your greatest experience in Hollywood? This is coming off of Twitter. A lot of the questions we'll ask now go off of Twitter. Um, do you have a Twitter or a Facebook if people want to follow you? I do. I do. Absolutely. It's uh, Hollywood Sue. Hollywood Sue on Facebook and The Hollywood Sue on, on Twitter. Twitter. No, uh, the Hollywood Sue on Instagram, Hollywood Sue on Facebook, and I think it's Hollywood Sue on Twitter as well. So, guys follow her and of course Paul if you guys want to check out Paul he has his show called The Militant Moderate which you can find on SoundCloud Stitcher Paul help me out here uh, Stitcher uh, and iTunes and of course uh, like follow us on, on Facebook like us uh, follow us on Twitter like us on Facebook and the YouTube channel um, you asked about some some of the most um, exciting things they are they are usually for me with people who are really big legendary stars, like going to a birthday party for Frank Sinatra oh. and, and sitting there with Lucille Ball. And I'm just a kid out of college. Lucille Ball, mm. Groucho Marx, Milton Berle, um, being I accepted think- in, in that kind of group. There are moments when Hollywood gets together, whether it's private or even if it's a show, because uh, yep. George Slaughter used to do specials honoring people like Sammy Davis and Frank Sinatra. And you would go and you would see these amazing people whose careers lasted for decades. Not these fly-by-night uh, one-hit wonders or 13 episodes of a TV show where they're the fourth lead. Um, it's the real thing. The real thing is it, it's... It's just absolutely thrilling to me. I've had crazy real things from Heidi Fleiss writing me, Heidi Fleiss, the madam, writing uh, me saying she wanted, wanted to get together, to um, O.J. Simpson helping me move into my condo, to, um, oh to hmm. being, with, being with Kim Novak when a, uh, the San Francisco Symphony played the score from Vertigo live and 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 we were sitting next to one another to me it's about it's about the history it, it, time time is important if you last obviously Meryl Streep has lasted Nicole Kidman will last there are people who will last um, but most of them don't you have to don't even talk to me about a career until you've been around for 20 years yep it's important and uh, then that gets into the whole aging, aging situation. Hollywood. But there have been there have been so, so many. But it usually is around uh, talent and very special moments. I like that. Um, our next question is: What was your worst experience in Hollywood? What was my what my worst? Is that what you said? Worst experience? Yes, ma'am. Oh, let's go with Bill Cosby. That's relevant. Oh, yep. yeah. Um, he's a real pig. And in the 70s, uh, a friend of mine who's very, very famous, um, they were on the same lot, and he asked her 
to um, just stop by and say hello. She didn't know anything. And she came there, and he literally threw her across the room and shoved her up against the wall. Um, she fought him off. Um, and so there's a lot of that. Um, I, I was uh, going to ask you how you felt about the Me Too movement, but I think this this kind <laughs> of, uh, th- this is a given, given this story. Yes, um, I'm very, I, very I wish much I could say it. that's a uh, rare story one of the worst in Hollywood. things that I felt that I'm very ashamed of is uh, a friend of mine was Tawny Katane, an actress who was dating O.J. behind Nicole's back. Mm. And I, um, I don't want to say I supported it, but there was a time when Tawny said, you want to go away for the weekend? We're, go- go- we're going to go to a hotel um, down south. That's all I'll say. And I went, oh, sure, that's nice. She said, don't worry, all expenses will be paid. Well, I didn't know that it was near OJ and that I was just supposed to stay in my own room while whatever else happened, happened. And I, I didn't say anything about it. And, uh, I feel, I feel terrible that, that I, I said that that was okay. I I feel really bad about that. Um, another thing that was awful was when I went to Hazel Gordy's 16th birthday, that's Barry's daughter. Yep. It was a wonderful, wonderful party. And um, as I was waiting, I stayed a long time, and I was one of the last people there. And as I was leaving, I heard a commotion. I was literally in the driveway, and I saw all these people running around, and someone had been murdered. And uh, that's unusual for a Hollywood party to be there when it happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, And it literally was the butler, so he didn't do it. Someone did it to him. And... Um, I found out about it, and on I went the next morning. I went to the reporter and I wrote the story in my column: murder at Barry Gordy's house, birthday party still not ruined. And I got a call <laughs> from, uh, let's just say, a man at Motown uh, who represented other people from New York who had a, an underground interest in Motown. If you're getting my drift, uh-huh. who really were who really were the big bosses? And he said, "I want to have lunch with you. Uh, you ran that story about the murder." I said. Yes, well, it happened. And he said, did you see it anywhere else? Did you see it in the L.A. Times? Did you see it on television? I said, no. And he said, well, we forgot to get to you. We hushed it all up, but you ran it. And Mr. Gordy is unhappy, and I'm to have lunch with you today, and you, you have to come. There's no, no joke. And so I was terrified. And I showed up at the restaurant, and he said, he's, the guy smiled a lot. He was very friendly, actually kind of like a smiling shark. And he, he said, remember, remember that Diana Ross song, Do You Know Where You're Going To from Mahogany? Mm-hmm. And I said, yes. He said, you remember when the Academy didn't, they wouldn't nominate it uh, because the rules, it didn't fit the rules? And yes. And he said, do you remember that suddenly the Academy changed their rules to allow that song? I said, yes, actually, I, I do know that. He said, well, there were some broken legs involved. But it was taken care of. And so now the Academy is our friend. Don't you want to be our friend? Shit. I said, oh, I very much want to be your friend. I had and arguments said, oh. like that with, with Russia. I, I had conversations like that with Russians that were investing in film. So that's not yeah. a fun conversation to have. We're actually at the end of the show. We got caught up talking. Um, can I put you on the spot and ask to have you on the show again? Because we didn't get of to course. half the questions from Twitter. We have a ton. 
fine. I'd love to come back. You just let me know when. It's at some point, you'll contact me. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to hold you to that. Thank you so much Thank for you. being on I the really show. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me on. It was wonderful. And it was wonderful, wonderful chatting with you. I love hearing all of these stories, and I know our listeners do too. They're writing in on Twitter. Guys, I'm sorry we didn't get to your questions. I promise next time we will. Amazon.com. Amazon.com. <laughs> Go get a copy of Sue Cameron's book. We're going to put up a link. Tune in, of course, to The Militant Moderate, my co-host, Paul Michael Bolin. I'm mm-hmm. Summer Helene. You guys know where to find me on Twitter. I'm the person you always yell at. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll see you next week. Good night. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.